You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hola, Ben. It is awesome to be on all platforms once again. Hey. So hopefully you're listening to this episode on whatever it is you want to listen to this episode on. Great to be back in Gen Pop, and thanks for the fantastic reaction <laughs> from our unbelievable audience. All right, we have a great episode for you all today. Mm. There's a lot of hot goss in the entertainment area, Ooh. in the entertainment news area, mm-hmm. that is Jeff Zucker, CNN. Oh, spicy. He was getting laid at work. (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to talk about it. He's out at CNN. And, of course, we have some Whoopi Goldberg conversation from the perspective of Al Franken. Mm -hmm. Al Franken making the rounds. Al is back. He's on a tour. And, Travis, what was the name of that tour? I think it's called the Only Former Senator on Tour Tour. (laughs) Can't make it up. (laughs) Something like that. So uh, for real, that's what it's called. I think. <laughs> I think it's He's, punny. He is punny. Well, he is. <laughs> oh, that's Franken. Good mm, enough, go. smart enough. And gosh you. darn it, mm-hmm. people love to go watch him on tour and occasionally yell negative things to him when he's on stage. That's right. <laughs> but first, the biggest story of the day: <gasps> war. No, 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 no. Yes, that is the biggest story of the day, but this is the biggest story for us, okay? We'll talk about that after the biggest story of the day. Mm. The biggest story of the day comes from West Virginia. Uh Uh-huh. They have a governor who has a fantastic name. I'm going to say his body doesn't look like his name, which is Jim Justice. I picture a man with eight abs, two guns for hands. (laughs) Governor Justice. A laser for an eye. He's a little chunkier than that. He's fat. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, there was a feud that I was not aware of between Jim Justice, West Virginia, and the state of West Virginia versus (laughs) Bette Midler. I did not know this happened. Mm. Oh, but Twitter giveth. And I'm going to say this. (laughs) Bette, you're a superstar. No need to be on any of it. But whatever. Right. So Jim Jordan, he had a, or Jim Justice, rather, Mm -hmm. he had a message for Miss Bette Midler. Right. During I, some some speech that he was giving, it's the state of the state. This I mean, was the state of the a state. A little background here: okay. celebrities were really going after Joe Manchin and West Virginia in general back in December, That's and I right. believe uh, Bette Midler, in addition to a slew of hilarious Hollywood liberal celebrities, uh, tweeted <laughs> this. 
What Joe Manchin, who represents a population smaller than Brooklyn, has done to the rest of America, who wants to move forward, not backward, uh-huh. like his state, is horrible. He's sold us out. He wants us all to be just like his state, West Virginia. Poor, illiterate, and strung out. Oh, my goodness. Well, of course, maybe the strung out conversation is about opioids. The opioid opidemic? Opioid epidemic. Definitely an opidemic. That, of course, hit West Virginia extremely hard. Number one in the country for those. We'll see. Not articulate. Also, I don't know, Bette Midler criticizing West Virginia for being poor sounds a little elitist. Okay, we got it, sure, but she's allowed to have her opinion as well. And is she 100% wrong? No. (laughs) West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, he said, I'm not going to stand for this. So I will continue to sit down mostly. Yes, he sat down for a lot of this speech. But he brought his bulldog on stage. Mm. And this is, when it comes to politics, dogs are just universal. Yes. When it comes to entertainment, more dogs. Oh, yes. Mm. Comedy, more dogs. Please. Horror, more dogs more if dogs. the dog is killing the people. Cujo. No. Cujo, there's too. Like, there's funnier parts of a dog, too. Like, there's the front end and the back end. There's mm. multiple parts to a dog. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Absolutely great point. There's a brisket. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. So Jim Justice, he's giving this speech, and then he brings his dog on stage, and it's a big, big old boy. Him and the dog look a lot alike. <laughs> yeah, they just really, say that right now. They really do. And um, big fellas. The name of the bulldog, I believe, is just Baby Dog. Baby Dog. Baby, baby dog. dog. Hey, Baby Dog. So let's listen to uh, just Jim Justice bring up Baby Dog, and let's see or let's hear what he suggests people like Bet do to his dog. Mm-hmm. Drew, if you can hand me Baby Dog. Baby Dog. Baby, baby Dog. It is a big ass baby dog. With like a purple harness. I want to tell y'all just this. And I mean this. I told you a second ago. Easy, baby. Baby dog not happy to be there. I'm your proudest frog. He's your proudest frog. Mm -hmm. Absolutely too many people doubted us. Mm. They never believed in West Virginia. They never believed in West Virginia that we could do it. They never believed that the new cores or the Green Power or Owens and Miner, they never believed, they never believed they'd be here. Any color followed by the word power is kind of funny. (laughs) And so from that standpoint, Baby Dog tells Bette Midler and all those out there, Oh my God! Kiss her as he picks up Baby Dog and shows the butt to everybody. Let me just say this: the butt is big. It's big butt. (laughs) You can kiss that from LA. That's for sure. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Good grief! And of course, that line was followed by a raucous applause and a standing ovation by the state representatives there in West Virginia. I love Mm. prop politics. Exactly. You know, he used the funny. You thought the front of the dog was funnier, but then he turned it around. Oh. Yes, indeed. And he is their he is their proudest frog. I have no idea what that means. I don't know. But either. it's got to mean something that he was rambling about before. Maybe it's like a local thing, like a Hoosier in Indiana. Could be. Still don't oh. know what a Hoosier is. Mm. Oh. What is a Hoosier? A Nobody knows. from Indiana. Yes. It's just a person from Indiana. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Nice. Was... Le- good use of levity when it comes to speaking you to need that. your... Uh, to your coworkers, I say rename the dog to Butt Midler. I think Butt that would be very <laughs> fitting. Just rename it. Baby dog's too, a little too universal. Well, that's great. And of course, in real talk, 
fix your state. <laughs> right. Uh, people, there needs to be infrastructure. There needs to be education. There needs to be quality of life improvements. Mm-hmm. Of course, what Bette Midler, how she addressed the issue, right. again, was a little bit with her nose to the heavens, mm-hmm. looking down upon the poor of West Virginia. Mm. There was a fantastic documentary. And as always, I'm forgetting the name of it. <laughs> but it is all about the Appalachia. Uh, mm. The people of Appalachia, the people about. of West Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, just search something like that and you'll be able to find it. But really a, a powerful documentary about how impoverished it is. Truly disenfranchised. And truly disenfranchised. And uh, so those people need help. And uh, right now they have a governor who is currently showing his dog's butthole. <laughs> From the podium, so you know, woo. But is that not going to get a woo? It gets, it gets you a woo, woo, man. That's a woo. woo. That's a woo. But we also (laughs) got to remember, there's a lot of people who need a lot of help in woo West Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't mean you got to be rude to them, bet. Biggest story of the week, without a doubt. Now, this story is being um, this this story. There's a lot of we talk about media corruption. We talk about media lies. This is an example of media's lie by omission. Mm. Mm-hmm. President Joe, Grandpa, he promised no boots on the ground. Right Ooh. now, all of a sudden, when it comes to you, uh, what's happening with Russia and Ukraine? All of a sudden, we have three thousand U.S. troops in Poland, Germany. And Romania. Mm. The Pentagon has just announced this is also going to booster NATO countries in Eastern Europe with tens of thousands of Russian troops now amassed along Ukraine's border. Does this immediately go against what Joe Bob, Joe Bob, Joe Pa, Joe Biden promised when it comes to not having boots on the ground during his presidency? Yes. I'm going to say... Yes. Uh, Of course, we've been covering this for a few weeks now. We all knew that this lead up was coming. I believe, Fernando, one of your predictions Mm -hmm. for 2022 was a wag the dog style war Mm -hmm. on popular president. Low poll numbers. Nothing brings up your poll numbers like wagging the dog and buying a cat, apparently. Absolutely. They did get a cat as well. So this move... um, not unprecedented, not unexpected, frankly. If you looked at the patterns mm-hmm. of buildup mm-hmm. over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. Russia has 130,000 troops outside of Ukraine right now. And, of course, the U.S. does have to respond in some way to show that they are supporting their NATO allies. Mm-hmm. This is the most roundabout way to do it. Those 3,000 troops, you notice, did not go to Ukraine. They went to other countries in the EU around Ukraine. Right. And that's kind of how we continue to say, hey, Putin... If you do anything, we're right here to stop you. But also, yeah, we're not trying to do anything. Classic war games. What I've been thinking about a lot over the past few few weeks, you know, as this has been more developing, is would this have happened if Trump would have actually won the presidency? Would we be seeing this type of level of military action towards you know, uh, towards uh, Russia. No, but, he would have given him Ukraine. But we would, would have, we have pulled out of Afghanistan in the first place. You know, there would have been a lot of other details. Oh, you know, yeah. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Right. But my biggest my biggest disappointment here is not that uh, is not that this is happening. It's just that Joe has again proven that he's all his campaign promises were just literally to get people to just go vote for him. Oh, he yeah. hasn't done any, he hasn't forgiven students loans. What Ben is talking about, he said no boots on the ground. There is 1,700 boots in Romania or what, uh, Poland right now, mm-hmm. another 1,000 in Romania. That's boots on the ground. Those are American citizens who are at risk of losing their lives in military action. Unless, of course, it was a caveat and they are wearing Yeezys. 
Oh, no. Which is possible. Joe said there was no boots on the ground, but Joe signed a contract with Kanye, and all of our troops are now wearing <laughs> um, glorified Crocs. Oh, fun. According to Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby, he said the deployments included roughly 2,000 troops that would deploy from the United States to Poland and Germany. This is what Kirby said. He says these forces are not going to fight in Ukraine. However, I would mm-hmm. say the old theater sentence or the theater trope, if you show a gun in the first act, you better use it by the third. Ah. If mm. you have more troops deployed, ready for war, there's a much better chance that those troops deployed, ready for war, are going to go mm. to war. So the most, uh, this is one of the most significant signs as, uh, as of to date when it comes to escalating what's going on right now with Putin, Russia, Ukraine, and the Biden administration. Politically, there is without a doubt resentment towards the Russians. Right. There's definitely a big catalyst of mm-hmm. support for like, yeah, Putin's crazy, dude. But I still don't think that this country, all that's going on at home, still on the heels of dealing with this COVID bullshit. I just don't think the American people want a boots on the ground war right now. Right. We may not have the appetite for it, but we do have, as we pointed uh, out, the budget for we it. We do have the budget. $768 billion for the Pentagon as of the last budget that was passed. And it's almost like the movie, well, the really recent movie starring Richard Pryor, Brewster's Millions. Mm. <laughs> it's a lot but if like you, that. If you, give them, if you give them the money, they got to spend it. It's the same thing with the 1032, uh, 1032 program mm-hmm. uh, with the yep. police, right? Yep. So if the police 1033? don't- I'm sorry, 1033 mm-hmm. program. Thank you. Um, If the police don't spend all the money, they're going to get their budget cut. Right. And they're going to say, well, obviously you didn't need it. And it's like, well, then just buy a freaking tank then. I don't know. Right. And to the point with the Pentagon specifically, like we've also covered on this show, they have not been audited successfully by an independent source in decades. And I believe Bernie Sanders and Mike Lee, a Republican senator from Utah, they've worked together on a couple of these issues. They were trying to audit the Pentagon. Yep. This is what Biden said in a brief exchange in the White House East Room. He says, it's totally consistent with what I've told Putin in the beginning. And uh, he says, as long as he's acting aggressively, we're going to make sure we reassure our NATO allies and Eastern Europe. We're there. And Article 5 is a sacred obligation, of course, to protect the native allies that we have. There are some conversations that I've heard that are just discussing disbanding NATO entirely. Well, that's what Trump wanted to do, mm-hmm. and that's he what a lot. Of, out, yeah. And and that's still a there's a large contingent on the right because right, what was it what and was the it left for? Yeah, what's was, the point? Well, yeah, exactly. it was for the Cold War, right? For the exactly. Soviet Union. That ended how long ago now? 1991, I believe. So the officially. question is, does NATO need a project? <laughs> let me emphasize <laughs> oh, before, we, before okay. we go too far because let NATO's me... like they want to get rid of us. Well, not if there's another war. Wait. These 3,000 that we're talking about now is in addition to the 8,500 that they had already had on short notice. Sure. So this is more troops. Again, mm-hmm. it's 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 just compounding right. and compounding. But it could be, to John Kirby's point, the spokesman there at the Pentagon, that it's just to honor this NATO alliance. It, it could just be 3,000 troops, as he said, to just show up and be there. But then they keep doing this dance where it's like, well, we're sending the troops, but they're not going to fight. It's not a candlelight vigil. <laughs> not yet. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not yet. Like, right. This is money. These are people's lives. Exactly. This is 
extremely serious wargaming, and it reminds me of the scene from Doctor Strange. Love, I love the flatter, not the the flat Earth, but you know when you have the Earth kind of set out there, and you have little war games like Monopoly chips. Oh, anyway, sure. we are definitely this is this is happening in real time. This is what the military loves to do, which is strategize and war game, and hopefully it doesn't come to um, this no longer being a game. And it turns into an actual war because, again, I don't think we need it in this country right now. I don't think there's the will. Kirby says uh, if he does invade Ukraine, of course, referring to Putin, obviously there is going to be consequences for that. He goes on. We want to make sure that he knows any move on NATO is going to be resisted and it's going to trigger Article 5 and we're going to be committed to the defense of our allies. Hmm. Words mean something, especially at this level especially coming from the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. And if the Pentagon is telling us that they're going to go to war with Russia, if they dabble in Ukraine mm. and Putin is telling us, I'm probably going to dabble in Ukraine. <laughs> There's a very good chance a war happens. Woof. And then what is it? What does it look like to us? The American people, is this a three week venture? Does this turn into a long, mm. another 20 year, another year situation? <sighs> You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Also, I mean, if you have someone like Whoopi Goldberg who doesn't understand that um, the Holocaust was not between a group of whites, um, given the fact that the Nazis didn't view Jewish people as white. Right. right. Um, but I wonder if the if the war without the caveat of race, because it will be these are the whites going after each other. Yeah. I was gonna, what did I, I say wonder, last time? I wonder what the conversation will be like. I wonder if there'll be some similar concerns to obviously when we went to go and uproot an entire culture in Afghanistan, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. an entire region with Iraq, different than a conflict with Russia. Right. You know, right. Um, I just I cannot imagine the American people right now saying, thank you. Yay. Yes, this is what we wanted. This is what we needed. Again, as a bridge just collapsed. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Absolutely. And to Fernando's point earlier about would Trump be doing this, we've touched on this on the show that there is this left uh, war hawk contingent, right, right. basically, that's grown because... It's disgusting, because Bill Crystal is a Democrat now. Bill Crystal went over that way. Um, you see... Uh, and Navarra. It's these people who were all... Hawkish Republicans. Anyway, go yeah, on. right. Because they're anti-Trump, now they're friends with the Democrats, and this has been a long time building. We covered it. I mean, Putin went into Ukraine the first time in 2014 while Obama was president. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden was vice president. Mm -hmm. A bunch of them held that under their craw. Then they hated 
Putin more for quote unquote meddling in the 2016 election. Absolutely. And today. And, and, and to it. this day. Of course. Um, and, you know, Putin kind of does this dance. So it really is these war hawks on the left who are now in charge in Joe Biden's administration who hate Putin the most. So uh, who knows? what president Trump would have done in this situation, but you're probably right. He probably would have just given him Ukraine. Be like, it was a tremendous deal. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> and we're just going to give it to him. And you know what? You can't spill Ukraine without you. And that's you, Putin. I love you. <laughs> oh, well, no. of course, that was what was so scary in many ways about Trump and his love of Putin. Mm. And of course, we've seen now in the most recent conversations, not to give too much breath to the bloviating moron, the dotard. Right. As, uh, as Kim Jong-un referred to him as, which we need to bring right. back. That was a Kim Jong-un term. That was a Kim Jong-un term. Well, I have, and I, he called him but, Rocket Man. And he called him Rocket Fire Man. Fire and Fury. But of course, Trump promising pardons, which is, again, mm-hmm. all right. lies. Mm-hmm. There is no pardons coming. Right. None of it's real. But him just even saying that is such a Putin-esque uh, suggestion where right. it's like, well, you helped me, if, so you're going to get if pardons. You break the it's law not happening. Me, right, exactly. There are no pardons coming. Right. So, so Biden is honoring NATO. What is Ukraine asking for? Is Ukraine asking for Independence. These? No, but is Ukraine asking for the support? I don't think they'll turn it down. Okay. You yeah. know that, so that's a, from a humanitarian. We also propped yes. up the Ukraine government, so it's our dude in there. Yeah, mm. it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff's been happening for a while. We got a whole Cuba situation. Then. But you, but you it, make yeah, a cold good war. question. Cold war. You, you do ask a, a good question. So right now, thousands again Russian troops are on the border of Ukraine, and Ukraine has roughly one million plus people, and they are ready to. Uh, they're ready to go to war. So if Russia does invade mm. in Kharkiv, probably pronouncing that wrong, but you know what? You're good. Ben. Correct You're good. me. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Got Thank you. you for listening. So in Kharkiv, there are roughly 1 million plus people that say they are ready to abandon their civilian lives wow. and wage a guerrilla campaign against Russia. Whoa. So this is right. horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. This is horrifying. When does a guerrilla war end? Um, what does it look like? I mean, we know what it looks like. This is another while. urban war. Yeah. This is going to be an urban war setting. It's going to be nothing but random acts of terrorism or uh, aggression. Mm-hmm. Terrorism, of course, terrorist, a, perspe- a, a perception. One person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter. So it's just going to go on and on and on and right. on. And no end in sight, car bombs, God knows. It's just going to lead to total instability. And in instability... That's when dictators rise. That's when the worst of us become normalized. And that's when the politicians that tend to succeed are just more egregious and less and and more inhumane than ever before. Yeah. That's what happens during war times, because those are the skills that you need during war. (laughs) You kind of got to forget your brotherhood and all the kumbaya. Mm. And you got to say. That looks like a fun car to blow up. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a sign that Biden got a cat. You know, he's turning to the darker side. You know, cats are usually associated with oh, you know, the, the, the super villains. Yeah. The super villains. Yeah. You know? my cat. Like my cat. <laughs> oh, man. And it's just going, it's affecting already just real people. Victoria Balasina, um, she teaches tennis and not just tennis, table tennis. 
Isn't that fun? That is cool. This woman teaches table tennis to teenagers. Hmm. When was the last time the American teen cared about table tennis? Oh, <laughs> well, not anymore. Not anymore. Now they're all worried about having c- cigarettes again. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what she says. She says, this city has to be protected. We need to do something, not to panic and fall on our knees. We don't want this. So yeah. you that that is always the balance. How do we protect our allies, Mm -hmm. but how do we do so in a manner that does not just lead to massive amounts of destruction? In the world of Marvel, when the superheroes save the town Mm. or save the planet, we don't really focus on the cleanup. Right. Right. Because it looks like New York really gets hit hard. And if I was in Manhattan, I would say, Superman, can you go? Can you (laughs) leave? Batman, we I we are just gonna handle this one. Right. Because you are destroying our city. <laughs> it's right. a lot of destruction. We don't even have a football stadium anymore. <laughs> this know. will turn it's neighborhoods sad. into yeah. war zones. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it's just this is the politics of war. If anyone's ever had their political science classes, go take politics of war courses. Mm. They're always endlessly fascinating. We were talking about this, Travis and I. One of my favorite professors, uh, I believe his name was Stephen Red, and he was a Mormon. Mm. And he had a high and tight haircut, and in no world would I ever hang out with this man. <laughs> but he taught me the politics of nuclear weapons, and he started the class off by taking somebody's backpack, and then he said, well, get your backpack back. And then the person was like, can I have my backpack back? And then he's like, no. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then that begins it. And then the room kind of broke up with allies and things like that as well, because it's like, you got to give him his backpack back. But if you, if you make me give this guy his backpack back, you're failed. Whoa. So then it's like, so the whole thing, it just, that's a micro, micro, micro example, but that's what we're seeing in real time now right? with Ukraine. And, mm. you know, we're just saying, Hey, don't do that. And then like, we're going to do that. And then we're like, Hmm. Now that's interesting. Right, right. It, it speaks to George Washington's uh, reluctance to get involved with entangling alliances with right. foreign powers. And that's why he they stayed out of the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. And to this day, you can that's see. We, that's why we're the last to get in WW2. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, especially after World War One, Americans were very hesitant to, uh, to get into World War II. So if this is going to be something that we want to support from behind which we have done many, many times. Libya mm. means countless times. Equipment. All of a sudden, all these farmers have really nice weapons. Yeah. You know, they don't even have houses. <laughs> no. I just don't see, you know, this as a positive for the United States as a whole. Right. I, I don't see it. But again, from a humanitarian perspective, we want to make sure that the people aren't being, you know, butchered on the border and right. we'll have to treat right. this in real time. But then also don't forget you know, when media highlights certain things mm-hmm. to get a, to have it because they have a greater goal, right. there's a lot of manipulation in that. Because if we really cared about decaying economies and societies, we would be talking about the cartels. Sure. <laughs> there's like politically, there's a lot of issues happening here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, of course, for us to now put the prism or the microscope on Ukraine and that border, which has already been something that we've been discussing from a foreign policy perspective for 20 years. That's yeah. what I was going to bring Afghanistan up. just ended, yeah. That was uh, my and, angle. Yeah. The branding. The axis of evil is now 20 years old. We got to get a new brand in. We got to get <laughs> right. some, a new uh, right. enemy in. You know, it's, yep. so. Oh, the cycle. Yes, you're mm-hmm. right. The, uh, the yep. post-9-11 war cycle has right. run its course. It's something new. We mm. got to get a new enemy in. Oof. Well, yeah. that Putin guy looks pretty evil. <laughs> they are. He is. He is, and a lot of people might die because of 
his disgusting, demented vision of the world and trying to bring back the Soviet Union. And it's like, Vlad, it's just you're not bringing the shattered Voss back together. It's not <laughs> happening. The Soviet Union is not coming back. Oh, it's over. Oh, God. What about Belarus? <laughs> oh, no. Why don't you just go vacation there? Okay. And you will people. say you you're you're strong here, too. That's that, you see, that's an interesting thing to me. We never bothered anything with what's happening in Belarus. I brought that up in previous episodes, not. too. Right. Belarus, no issue. Ukraine, big problem. Yeah. You know? Oh, interesting point. Because you know how point. we always go and tour in Ukraine and we, we yeah. all the stuff we get from Ukraine. Oh, and, uh, a lot of grain? A yeah. Lot of, a lot of in grain. no way is mm-hmm. it just a... Uh, a place that we think we could have a nice war, <laughs> which is really, so we'll keep you updated on that. Again, I think the most important story of the week because it is war and peace. It's happening right in front of our eyes. Mm. And as I said before, the military doesn't just like put 30,000 people over there, 3,000. It's, it's very, there's one mm-hmm. thing about military people. They're a little type A. Mm. Yeah, and they're a little planned. It's very strategic. It's very strategic. Every little thing, except so. you know, after the war. Then oh it's yeah, chaos. Then it's, no, that's <laughs> when the, the movie credits come, and then yeah, everything yeah. was just oh, that was great. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, remember uh, that how mission accomplished. That's all, folks. That's all. Well, we blew them up. Okay, we've done our job. All right, fantastic. All right, and of course, all of this again on the background or with the backdrop of Joe Biden at around thirty-five percent approval. Which is about as bad as it gets. <laughs> it at could what, get worse. I guess thirty four percent worse. At what point does he just not? <laughs> what, what? Like if you're at fifteen percent approval, it's like, are you still president? <laughs> so uh, that's a good point. I guess I not mean, eventually. Go, yeah. to, go to war. He's gonna get just by nature a twenty percent bump. Ooh. Uh, speaking of twenty percent bumps, Lindsey Graham. Man, his ladybugs must be flustered today. <laughs> Ham and biscuits, y'all. Ham and biscuits, y'all. Moving on just a little bit here. This is. Let's get into more of the uh, uh, minutia, more of the comical parts of the American political system that mm. don't uh, have to do with a bunch of blood. Although I'm sure Lindsey Graham has bled many, many times. <laughs> uh, Lindsey Graham. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Fernando. <laughs> Uh, Lindsey Graham has uh, come out and he defends his opposition to the January 6th pardons after Donald Trump called him a rhino. And isn't that wow? (laughs) That's so stupid. That's that story. I don't even care. (laughs) All right, cool. I'm very proud of that queen for sticking to her guns. I'm proud of her too. Look at my ladybugs. Come on, Lindsay. Just we all know. We all know. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, You know, in in the face of everything, and you know, you saw Tom Cruise. I mean, Ted Cruise. Ted Cruise. Tom Cruise (laughs) and Ted Cruise. Two Two different different types of sociopaths. (laughs) Same height though. Oh, really? Interesting. Middle teeth. They both have that that weird middle tooth. And Ted Cruise does all of his own stunts. Oh, wow. But yes, you know, Ted Cruz, we saw him like just bend over backwards because he, you know, Ugh. everything that happened. But Lindsay, he's sticking to it. And you got it. You, even a even a broken clock is wrong or right a few times a day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I, mean, I don't know. Well, it's like you said, Ben, Trump's been doing this thing at the rallies. He's hosting rallies pretty much every weekend now. And then he did this exclusive interview with Newsmax because all the people who get fired from Fox go to Newsmax. It is true. And uh, yeah, well, here, yeah, we've got the clip. Do you want to play the Let's sound? play this clip. All it's right. very interesting because basically, uh, just to set this up, Trump's been promising pardons if he gets elected again in 2024. He will pardon people who were charged in the January 6th insurrection. And again, he will 
will not. And he will not. He will not. He's just saying that. So, you know, 600 people have been charged and the their families will, vote for him. The man will do nothing for you. And Lindsey Graham's saying, oh, that's a bad idea. Oh, Lindsey. All right. Let's play Donnie talking about this. You talked about the potential, if it's appropriate, of pardoning some of the January 6th. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsey Graham said a couple days later he thinks that's inappropriate. What do you think? Well, Lindsey Graham's wrong. I mean, Lindsey's a nice guy, but he's a rhino. Lindsey's wrong. Look. There it is. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Simply put. Isn't it weird that Donald Trump looks just like the baby dogs, but. <laughs> oh, my. Kiss no. my honey. Kiss my, kiss my honey, honey. bitch. I'm your world's proud. I'm your proudest frog. Oh. That's what I'm going to keep on saying. I mean, it's, are there straight men in the South? No. <laughs> no it's no. just bizarre. <laughs> it's, I'm it, your proudest frog. It's Southern charm, Ben. They're I all know. Southern bells. I know. <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, whatever. Just to stick on this for 90 more seconds. Does this hurt Lindsey Graham? What the fuck does it even mean? Who cares? Is, hmm. what, what does it all mean? Well, Lindsey Graham is very powerful and has served on the Judiciary Committee in the Senate for a long time. So he is also under scrutiny right now for potentially supporting one of Joe Biden's picks for the Supreme Court. Obviously, Lindsey Graham pulled Republican support for uh, Justice Kagan, for Justice Sotomayor during the Obama term. Um, so Lindsey Graham, of course, is already saying uh, there's the the judge from South Carolina. Joe Biden has obviously said that he has promised to uh, put a black woman on the Supreme Court. And there's a qualified judge from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. There's another one that Lindsey Graham supported uh, in D.C. So he is probably going to go along with this. And you got to think there's conservatives who are going to hate him for that. And they're going to hate him for not wanting to pardon rioters. And so on and so forth. But then again, he has six more years or five more years for another election. And who knows if he seeks another election at all. Uh, as Travis just mentioned, of course, we are in the um, Supreme Court hunt. Ooh. We're looking for a new Supreme Court justice. Yum. And it seems as if U.S. Appeals Court Judge Kentanji Brown Jackson is a front runner. Now, the only thing that um, strikes as a little bit of hypocrisy, mm. James Clyburn, what did he want, which I actually loved. No need for an Ivy uh, an Ivy League education. Sure, mm -hmm. I love a good state school person, yeah. man. That's where I went. Harvard I went to state school. Some of the yeah. dumbest people I have ever met went right. to Yale mm -hmm. and Harvard. <laughs> yep. Well, and that's why Justice Michelle Childs from South Carolina is so fascinating because she's supported by Jim Clyburn, who mm. obviously Joe Biden owes uh, Clyburn a few favors. Yes, he does. But also Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott, both Republican senators from South Carolina, have spoken very highly of Miss Childs as well. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So Tim Scott, of course, uh, he is as as Travis just said, a Republican from South Carolina. Um, he says that she is a strong candidate and he would support her as well. And of course, they are going to need some support from across the aisle exactly. in this weird era of hyper-politicized Supreme Court justice appointees. It was never like this before. No, that's what they keep highlighting on all the news about this, is that yeah. back in the 90s, votes would be, you know, 80, 90, with only a few hangers-ons over... Because we just agreed on core... Yeah, is you know, this constitutional person, issues. Is this person a qualified judge or not? Yeah. Do you guys, because now, of course, there is members of the Republican Party. I forget the name of this fucking psychopath, truly psychopath. The dude who was like, I'm not voting for uh, a black woman because now it's affirmative action because Joe Biden only said he was going to hire a black woman. So that means that it's not a fair process anymore, even though Donald Trump promised to nominate a woman. He had no problem with that with Amy Coney Barrett. Right. Do you think that it was 
politically advantageous for Joe to go and say, I'm going to hire a black woman or appoint a black woman? Or do you think he should have just freaking done it? Or do you think he had to say that in order to solicit the votes? So then he had the opportunity to do it. It's kind of the political pickle. Uh, to Fernando's point earlier, it's a campaign promise that right. Joe Biden made back in March 2020. Mm, he better live up to this and one. And this one oh. he can actually live up to. Absolutely. This one's a little easier in theory than canceling yeah. student debt. But I do right feel slightly, I just wish that everything and whatever, maybe this is just ignorant. Maybe it's utopian. Just wish everything wasn't predicated upon race, but it's America. Mm. Yeah. And so both <laughs> the left and the right use it. And if I was one of these women up for this, um, not that they need my, not that they need my emotional support, but I hope that they realize it's because of their merit. Yes, you know this oh, yeah. is not. It's not easy to to get in these positions, mm-hmm. and you work your freaking ass off. I have friends who went to law school. I did not, <laughs> and uh, watching them go through that, I was like, man, I'm gonna take up a. I, mean, I need an Adderall addiction, yeah, <laughs> just by right. proxy. So right, all right. of these people are going to. Um, uh, they're going to uh, warrant the uh, the um, reward, I suppose, of all of their hard work by, bo- by, of course, being appointed to the most powerful court in the land, mm-hmm. the United States Supreme Court. So we'll keep you up to date on that let as me, well. Let me add to that. I don't completely disagree with the, the statement about race, though, that we shouldn't be choosing a judge just based on race. Sure. I, I you know, I agree that it is that isn't just it changes the fact that it's just merit when you when you bring in race or that it has to be a woman but it's important that people be represented so absolutely maybe we should go with demographics more than it has to be a black woman but you know it's just it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough and these are the questions that we deal with because we do have a multicultural society and that's what we love about this country it is the best immigrants from all over the world Mm mm-hmm I have come here, and of course, we can never forget about our Native American um, brothers and sisters who, you know, if I was ever running for president, maybe a couple Native Americans on the Supreme Court. That's probably who should have started. <laughs> maybe, right. Right. maybe that would help. We, we but yes, the, that's the experiment, right? Right. Well, we have the first uh, Native American Secretary of the Interior ever. Mm-hmm. Nice. So even that, uh, the uh, senator from New Mexico. Yeah, she's from Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. So I feel like those are important stories. This last one, it's not. I just love to talk about these schmucks who have tried to control people's minds for years being, uh, I guess, exposed. Even in this case, it's I don't even know. I don't fully. The one thing that we said, why was Andrew Cuomo? Why was Chris Cuomo allowed to be on TV for so we've, long? You, we've defending said it on Andrew this Cuomo. show. Mm-hmm. And we said it's because he had dirt on Jeff Zucker. That's Jeff right. Zucker, of course, the head of CNN. Now, apparently... 
in a uh, in the probe looking into Chris Cuomo's actions mm -hmm. regarding his then governor brother, it was exposed that Jeff Zucker had a relationship, a completely consensual relationship with a colleague. Now, evidently, this is against company policy. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Jeff Zucker has stepped down, although the female colleague has not. I don't fully understand the rules at CNN. But is this one of those? Is this a, an example of Chris Cuomo getting uh, the last mm -hmm. laugh over there at CNN? Ooh. And do you think this makes CNN like, I don't know. Jeffrey Tubin is still on the network. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't like is <laughs> well. CNN is in some weird situation where they want to see him as like, we're like the Catholic Church of News. <laughs> we don't allow any kind of bad things to happen here. And it's Except like, I think everyone's getting molested. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. So this is um, this is what Zucker wrote. And he says, as part of the investigation into Chris Cuomo's tenure at CNN, I was asked about a consensual relationship with my closest colleague, someone I've worked with for more than 20 years. I acknowledge the relationship evolved in recent years and I was required to disclose it. But I did not. So I was wrong. I don't know what to, uh, yep. as far as, again, CNN covering this at nauseum, Fox will cover it, MSNBC will cover it. They're not going to talk about Ukraine. They're not going to talk about what's going on in the world that actually matters to you. Again, a bridge just fell apart right, mm -hmm. <laughs> in Pennsylvania. So this is why I think this story, if anything, it's more of a smokescreen story. And maybe Jeff Zucker wanted to resign. But I guess that's where we are, where you can't. I understand not going like not wanting to go to work and everyone's trying to bone each other, but also like human beings interact and mm -hmm. sometimes people fall in love with each other. Right. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not. What do you think about this story? Other than the I guess. OK, so the angle that I would find is, do you think it's appropriate when there's an investigation that's totally not about one thing and it turns into that thing. So they were looking into Cuomo, right? Yes. And through that investigation, they found out about Zucker. It was the same thing with the Russia probe, right? So it was the Russia right. probe and then all of a sudden it can expand. You can spider web this stuff out, uh, you know, eternally. Sure. So is it appropriate? Same thing with, you know, John Gruden, not to defend anything that that man said, uh, but they discovered uh, his racist emails because they were investigating the Washington football club. Oh, so right. do you guys think that is appropriate when it comes to an investigation starting with one thing and then they're like well we found this over here is it appropriate to pursue those or is it just like well we're focused on this because i feel like now we live in a world where you know they'll just go anywhere the road takes them sure i mean that's the nature of investigations uh they always yeah. say trials can not but what does this have to do with chris cuomo a, a bunch because chris cuomo on the way out, promised to burn CNN down. Right. He wasn't going to get his millions and millions in, in his settlement. So I, full disclosure, I watched CNN all day as soon as I saw this full news. Full disclosure. <laughs> and of course, they were reporting on themselves. Uh, Brian Stelter, their media correspondent, was on the case. So essentially, Jeff Zucker's statement, the reason he puts the Chris Cuomo line first is because he understands this all came from a domino effect of the Andrew Cuomo investigation and then the Chris, Chris Cuomo, Cuomo yeah. investigation and Chris Cuomo... As we said on this show, at some point in 2021, we said that Chris Cuomo still has a job because he's got to have something on Zucker. And we yeah. were kind of just opining and pontificating. But of course, we were right. That's how of this Of course works. we were right, and so folks. Chris Cuomo leaked this out and dur during his investigation. Mm. Jeff Zucker was literally interviewed about the allegations last week. And that's where he had to admit to them. 
Time Warner's policy is if you, especially for executives, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, start a relationship with anyone else in the company, this is just corporate policy, you have to disclose it as soon as the relationship starts. Well, Jeff Zucker and the woman who works at uh, CNN. Alison Golist. She's an executive. They've actually worked together for about 20 years. They're both divorced. And according to her, the relationship only got romantic during COVID. But because they didn't disclose it, at that time when it started, that is why Jeff Zucker is leaving. Also, Katie Couric, man, her book is just blowing up a lot of spots. Oh. So her book, Going There, she says that Zucker and Golist were joined at the hip. Huh. So that was another example <laughs> where people are like, what's going on? She says, the Zuckers divorced in 2019. Soledad O'Brien, who left the network in 2013, wrote on Twitter that the relationship was a company-wide open secret. Sure. So there's just a bunch of snitches out there. This is not, again, nothing illegal is happening. These are two consenting adults. Don't gossip. But that, then again, I'm a podcaster, so I don't know if that's hypocritical. No. Well, I love to gossip. But about about investigation, if you send a dog to look in a trash can for donuts and he finds a pizza slice in there, are you mad at the dog because he got distracted by the pizza Not slice? Not if it's baby dog. No, baby dog. That's going to be coming Chase out of that mind. butt. It's so, going to be coming out of that butt. Oh, my God. That's how I feel about investigators. They're just going to dig something up. They'll find something. You, you, they'll find something. And you just got to, you, you know, are you going to charge him for it? Is it a crime? You know, right. maybe you uncover stuff that's that's important. Right. But, and. And, you know, that's not to say that the NSA and, you know, certain intelligence yeah. agencies who have done this widespread warrant, right, uh, wireless warrant, or sorry, warrantless wiretapping. There you where go. They just say it three cast, times fast. They cast the net over everyone. You know, that's obviously a different situation. But when there's an actual investigation, this happens a lot, especially with the FBI investigations, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. they'll be investigating one thing and then they discover illegal activity on and completely Now others. that I think about it, too, how many people have been busted for murder and rape because, because one of, of their relatives yeah. did an uh, Ancestry.com exactly, thing? Right, right. Yeah. That's how they caught the Golden I mean, State Killer. Exactly. Yeah. If you're like a serial killer right now, you're just going to reach out to your nieces and nephews be like, we're okay. Polish. We don't yeah. do All DNA. Right? We don't, <laughs> don't do yeah, DNA. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Why not? But, Why not? But about the relationship with the CNN executive, in we talked about Germany earlier in the episode, I believe. In Germany, if uh, your boss sleeps with an employee, I believe that's considered rape. Yeah, I think it's illegal. Um, I believe they have. Oh, I forget what the name of the rule is. So, you know, maybe this is this is just CNN kind of being kind of worldly. Well, that's great. I really hope that CNN <laughs> becomes more German. That'll be fantastic. So wow. Zucker, he he was there for nine years. And I'm going to say in that nine years, CNN has tar turned to shit. Ooh. So maybe it was also that. Maybe people were uh, like, this is a yeah. reason to get rid of you. Actually, yeah. CNN sucks Actually, because yeah. apparently not to. I saw that on a T-shirt one time. It said CNN sucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> but apparently. <laughs> so he transformed the network again. 24 hour air quotes news because it's really an hour's worth of stories that they extract yeah, 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 over right. and over and Cycle. over again. As evidenced by the fact that I saw this story about Jeff Zucker on CNN today six times in <laughs> six different shows. Well, his first dabble or dalliance in just extending a story forever was the Malaysian plane. Oh. That disappearance that they, they talked about it for three freaking years. Oh. Then I was still see an update. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> still disappeared. Oh. Probably crashed. Did they find it? No. Okay. Aliens <laughs> took it. Good Lord. No, they think they might have found a part of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but everyone's dead. I, I'm sorry. Everyone mm. is dead. Oh. I was aboard that plane. Oh. <sighs> It really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that happened in 2014. <laughs> what a vibe kill. And then, yeah. of course, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, they just Played poured Donald Trump. Ooh. Yeah. They, 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 mm -hmm. they right. benefited from Donald Trump's campaign in 2015 more than anyone. They loved it. He was on every night. 
and they always full campaign rallies, full unedited. campaign ra- unedited. Well, we're proven, or yeah, people will watch this and they're going to see how just how stupid he is. Uh, and it's they knew also that if he gets elected, their bottom line is going to be fine, and for all intents and purposes, it helped their ratings. Oh yeah, so it, it's good. The Jeff Zucker is gone. I don't care why. Um, but the network has sucked for a decade. He's been there for nine years. I got the chance to meet him. I was pitching a show. He said no to it. So maybe I'm bitter. Maybe mm-hmm. I am bitter. But this one of the things, get. this is one of the, this is one of the interesting things again about television news. I saw him speaking with, I forget the name of this woman. She's on the network. She's a reporter. And they were breaking down how to um, just discuss during a 90 second package, mm-hmm. like what, what beats to hit and those sorts of things. And it was fairly fascinating um, because there was definitely a company culture that everyone understood. And there were certain things that you say and you don't say. Right. And of course, that is, again, why we always pay attention to the things that are not being discussed. Like war with Ukraine. Right. Because, of course, that would be something when 3,000 troops are being sent abroad, something to bring up on your network. Right. Well, Trump's very and happy. And then, of course, Whoopi, is, Whoopi and Joe Rogan. Must be a slow freaking news week. Yeah, it's a slow, that's the thing, though. If you're a media, if you're a conservative media commentator, this is a great week for you because the head of CNN is out and Whoopi from The View, because they always hate The View on anything that, since How Meghan McCain left. Yeah. Well, it's just. Yeah, and now Whoopi's getting kicked off. It's not about the women. Just, the View I is toxic. No, it is. It is very toxic. All those shows well, are How toxic. dare you say the that five. about Joy Behar? Joy Behar is one of the meanest people I've ever so met. Mean. She's, she's so, so mean. mean. When she worked at Current TV, she had her own staff and everyone had to clear out. Yeah. She was meaner than Keith Oberman. And Keith Oberman was one of the oh, biggest Drake, dickheads. Keith Oberman, Keith Oberman yeah. Bill O'Reilly. These people are horrible. Right, right. And like Al Franken said today on CNN, Will be Goldberg, she can't be anti-Semitic because she chose the name Goldberg for her stage Goldberg. name. So yeah. there you go. Uh, well, that's Al. That's Al for he's you. It's gonna come. He's on that tour. <laughs> he's on a. He's not just. He's the only former senator on tour. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, all right, everyone. We'll be back a little bit later this week. We'll tell you all about. Maybe we'll have some bombings to discuss. Oh no! <laughs> God knows. And enough per- about my comedy shows. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> also, we'll talk a little bit more about free speech. It is constantly uh, under attack. It really is, and we have to be careful. I watched a great interview, actually with it was in, it wasn't now the interview itself sucked but the man was interesting ira glasser right. the former head of the aclu uh-huh. that was one of bill maher's better interviews and that's not saying much i know <laughs> yeah. we say that a lot i know <laughs> it's one yeah. of his better jokes one of his but better we do interviews have to, we do have to protect the first amendment mm-hmm. um especially when it comes to speech you don't like Ugh, which I is true. a lot of stuff that people don't like yeah, yeah. i know it's just <laughs> it is what it is so whoopee Joel, whatever platforms are a whole nother conversation, but mm-hmm. speech, what just you can say, I disagree and then <laughs> say go. why you disagree. And then that's how you get to feel smug. Oh, <laughs> and there's no greater feeling than feeling smug. Oh. When you know you're right, you're just like, mm, it's nice. Mm. This is, uh, I feel like I'm gonna have a white Russian. <laughs> I got some liquid <laughs> shit. I deserve some drink. liquid shit. This is the smuggest drink. <laughs> it's all Putin drinks. Yeah, it's all Putin drinks. I don't think he does drink. I think that's a it's, that dude's such a psycho. Anyway, okay, we will be back with you again later this week. Love you all. So happy to be on all the platforms. Yay. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you like this show, please spread the word. I know it's politics, so like nobody wants to hear like, hey, I have a political podcast. You might like. Um, they'll be like, yeah, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Oh, that's great. Is it? 
Is it, um, is it, is it uh, is the, uh, do they talk about dogs? <laughs> yeah, we do. Oh, good. No, we're going to beat the shit out of all these people who are spreading lies for money. Yeah, give us stars on iTunes, people. Mm. Mm. Yes, I love a good star. You know, <laughs> <ratings>. uh, <laughs> Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.